Welcome to Pop Culture Roulette for all your pop culture needs. We're America's Podcast. I love the animals okay. right off the bat. Just instantly. <laughs> <laughs> and and as always, I'm Nicholas. I'm Jeremy. I'm Justin. <laughs> With cat butt. We've been joined by a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and a dog. Um, two two dogs that have decided it's now playtime. It's the uh, it's the weekly pet cast. So uh, so Jeremy, Hi. you were saying you have some some audio to bring to us. Yeah, so I, I instead of watching the latest episode of uh, The Winter Soldier and Falcon, I was played. I edited together this this little project to show you guys to, uh, I guess I don't know, really sabotage myself <laughs> in in response to last week. Um, I mean, what would we be doing if we weren't self sabotaging ourselves? Yeah, true, very true. <laughs> sorry about so, the cam- sorry about the camera. The cat just keeps rubbing on my computer. <laughs> Um, so I just got to figure out how to share audio here, but this is also a lesson, I guess, that people can change. <laughs> That's yeah. another takeaway we can get from this audio. God, he just—he just looks like a douche. Both of them, they just look like douche. You know what? Bags. Let's handle this. No, come on, look at them. Just look at them. Oh, oh, they just yeah. look like douchebags. They are. All right, Tom Brady just looks like a douche. Four Re- games too far. They—they're saying that four games is too much for that. Um, because it's basically the same as like your first offense for uh, drug abuse. Well, they then that's the NFL needs to revamp this, right? (laughs) Because Um, that's pretty messed up. To me, it's it's well, cheating's worse than using drugs. I is it because Tom Brady was white? Probably not. It's probably because Tom Brady is ridiculously rich. It's because he's like a whitey baby. He's going to get his way. And whether we like it or not, (laughs) it's probably the face of the NFL. And he is a whiny little bitch. So, you know, he has a lot of money. He's whiny. And, you know, he's he's probably one of the more famous people in, in the NFL. So... Yeah, that's why you got away with. And you got pressure. They got they got pressure from fantasy owners. Maybe I don't Goodell know. Got hate mail and bricks through his window. <laughs> Tom Brady is a bitch. Uh, we all knew that. Wow. No. Tom <laughs> Brady is a whiny little bitch. <laughs> Defend your hero, Tom Brady, and his. Tom Brady's not my hero. And don't his, you love that you have and, put on this every yeah. time. And his bitch. And his bitchery. I wish. <laughs> Man, if I, I'd get Tom Brady on the podcast if I could. Awesome. I mean, he probably wouldn't be happy with me going, You're a bitch! <laughs> or Jeremy. Or, or... Hey, Jeremy, tell, tell this guy what your team name is again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, I give myself exhibit I mean, A. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds more like it's just uh, more of me uh, with the exact same opinion. <laughs> I, I... Yeah, it was a lot of you going on the debate, the brain it, diatribes. It it almost it almost sounded like the two of you have swapped. Uh, kind of positions. sounds that way. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like, like it sounds like I used to attack Justin for being a Tom Brady fan, and you were on my side. Now it's me and Justin are attacking you for being a Tom Brady fan. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't really know when this switch happened, but I don't know. I just kind of got tired of him. <laughs> well, anyways, that was what I did this weekend. <laughs> It's fun listening to those old episodes. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I like totally forgot that we talked about. Like that stuff, for instance. I don't remember it being so harsh on him ever. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I do a little bit. I mean, my team name was Brady is a bitch. Yeah. It probably still is because you just don't want to change it. <laughs> well, yeah. Accurate. If, if, the, if the league didn't get wiped out entirely when I canceled the season, yeah, your team name is is probably still Brady is a bitch. Well, things change. Top of Bay Gronkineers. <laughs> it just goes to show you that, you know, um, any anything can happen. People Jer- can people can evolve and grow. Say, Jeremy evolved as a human. Yeah. I devolved. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we can go there. I went to I went to look at like a caveman. Yeah, you know what? You've had the you've had the beard and long hair for so long now that I can't remember what you look like without it. But I do know that I've known you a lot longer without a beard than than with one. I mean it's always been a beard. It's just never been this long. It's usually well maintained. It is very epic right now. You look like a Viking. Like there's some people I work with who've never seen me clean shaving and I've been there for 15 years. I mean, except for that one week of when I was at Gooseberries, I haven't been clean shaven in twenty five years. Yeah, it's not it's not worth it. We look like small children. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I I mean, I'm forty two, and I still think like I'm. Well, I got carded recently. I was like, wait, what? Well, like, you do for, see me, right? <laughs> I got I got carded for alcohol yesterday. But uh, yes. Yeah. If I shaved, if I shaved, I'd be carded for a rated R movie. So, yeah, I've got so, um, so did anybody see anything pop culture related this week? Since you already said you didn't watch Falcon, <laughs> well, I did watch Bad Trip on Netflix. The uh, oh, Eric okay. Andre, oh yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It, they was did. It? Mm-hmm. It was really funny. They they did something that I've never seen in a hidden camera type of movie like that before. Like they it was like a fully written like comedy screenplay and they basically just did the movie like in public. Like uh, it was pretty clever. Isn't, isn't that kind of what the Impressical Jokers movie was? yeah but not like this like this is like they were literally like going like line for line as if they were like like just doing the whole movie and like doing like movie cliches and like there was an opening like musical score or a musical number with like a big bunch of background extras and i don't know it's just it was a little differently done than the impractical jokers movie but in the same vein yeah is it better than his tv show uh, it depends. I mean, do you like the TV show? It's hard to get through. Oh, well, then you're not going to like this. It's like Eric Andre humor, but. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, 
I liked it better than the TV show, but I really liked the TV show too. So <laughs> I've never seen the TV show. It's funny. All right, I check it out. <laughs> I do like stupid humor. It's pretty stupid. It's just amazing, like the balls on this guy. I don't know how he like just does some of the stuff he does. Well, based off of what little I know about Eric Andre, you have seen his balls. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, I meant that literally and figuratively. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was a good movie for what it was. And that's all. That's all I've seen this week. <laughs> I said, I watched what about new, you, Justin? What? I watched the new Falcon Winter Soldier episode. That's really it. I didn't watch anything new other than that. I... Uh... I also only will pretty much watch the Falcon Winter Soldier Ooh. episode. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> well, this is really awkward because I, I guess I should have watched it then. <laughs> what, was there some major shit that went down in this one? There's something in my teeth that's really bugging me. No, nothing happened. They just kind of stood there. there Sorry, was like, guys. <laughs> that's fine. I've got like the cat rolling on the keyboard. I went into airplane mode for a while, so I think I might have froze or missed something. <laughs> um, well, I I had texted Jeremy, not Jeremy, Justin, a couple about a week or a half ago. Um, I don't think I said anything. I know I didn't say anything last week, but. Uh, I've recently made the decision to give up on fake doctors, real friends. Mm. I just you did, I can't. You did message me that. I, I just can't do it anymore. I just <laughs> to, to hear these these two whiny rich assholes just <laughs> blabbering on about how everybody else should run their lives. Yeah. Oh, like it's too political. Oh, it just it was getting so political and. Mm. Like uh, Zach Braff had watched some documentary and he was just preaching about how we need to like save the fish, stop fishing. Yeah. Say, you know, stop fishing or it was just like, I can't, I can't, I can't. If I continue to listen to this podcast, Mm -hmm. I will start to hate this show. And I love this show. Like it's, like I said, it's in my top five, maybe top three of shows of all time. Yeah. And, and I just, I was like, I, I have to stop listening. Like, If you're going to call yourself a rewatch podcast, the main focus of the podcast should be actually watching the episode and talking about it. Like, if you, like Hollywood Babylon right now has been doing the rewatch of Batman 66. And they, they do get off on a lot of tangents, but they do spend most of the time like talking about the episode like some cool behind the scenes trivia, like kind of talking about the thing. And that's fine. I don't mind if they go off on a tangent here or there. I mean, they're right. I mean, you're listening to just like, and in this scene, this happened for an hour. Yeah. That's eh, boring, but like, Oh, now you got a cat. (laughs) No, that was, that was the dog. Oh, (laughs) I just keep walking on my keyboard. Your dog is very nimble. Both of them think they're parkour stars. Um, <laughs> parkour. Parkour. Um, but like, I, I listened to the Office Lady podcast. I, re- I mean, now I think I'm going to try to go back and, and since I dropped uh, Big Doctor's Real Friends and, and pick it back up. Because mm-hmm. like, they actually talked about the episode. They would do, you know, they would kind of talk about some of the other stuff here or there. But like, like 
there's a reason why I want to listen to a Scrubs rewatch podcast. And it's not to hear two people who are, you know, collectively worth about 20 million a piece. Tell me how to live my life. (laughs) You know, great. You're have 20 million. You know what that means you can do? Stay at home and do nothing. When the government tells you that's what they want you to do. When you're living, you know, barely more than, you know, barely above uh, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. You kind of still have to go to work regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's true. We, we could do that podcast. We could rewatch Scrubs and talk about the episodes. We could. So I think, I think week, you, you week, and me have seen that show combined, like what, 25 times? Oh, I don't know. I can't even remember. I mean, I'm actually like, as I'm watching like some of these episodes, like, I guess maybe I've watched it so many times or watched it out of order that I'm like, wait, that was season five. I thought that was season, you know, but yeah, I'm, I've just, I've been, I've been watching a couple episodes now. So I'm in like, you know, I don't know. I'm not that much further ahead than where the podcast was, but I'm definitely like five episodes, six episodes into season five now. So it's just, that's what I've been doing. We're just, you know, continuing to not watch modern pop culture and just watch old school pop culture. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I finished uh, Clone Wars and I started Rebels, so at least I'm a little further along there. But That's good. You're getting somewhere. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting somewhere. I think the last thing I started watching was Modern Family because they put all the seasons on Hulu. So I started on season one. Oh, nice. That's a good show. I like that show. Is it? Mm-hmm. I just, I remember when that show started, I watched the first episode or two and I was just like, eh, this isn't, this isn't for me. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe, I, really maybe old, I'll give it. Old, older guy dating a young, married to a younger woman. You don't, you don't. Yeah, what's not to love? <laughs> what are you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> oh, look at the time. I got to go. <laughs> Smoke screen. Justin's out. Trying to say something about the uh, seven-year difference? Uh, no, 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 no. Some some of us are longer. Oh. But anyway, well, I've got a seven-year yeah, difference. I've got a seven-year difference. What you, what's your age gap? <laughs> ten? About nine, ten. Oh, all right. And uh, Jeremy, oh, wait, that's right. Oh, oh wow. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Buddy. Let's go to commercial. Yeah, that was, put, put the gun away. That was, that, was, that was an unnecessarily mean shot. I apologize. I should. That's okay. I should have done that. That's all right. <laughs> I'm going to. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> okay, so that's. That was like some of the old style comments we would have made. We don't do that anymore. No, we're classier than that. That is true. Speaking of classy, did you watch the trailer for Army of the Dead? Oh, yeah. That looks fucking awesome. I did not. Uh, Zack Snyder's new Netflix movie, uh, Army of the Dead. It it actually, it looks pretty cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, I will tell you, um, as, I mean, I love zombie movies. I'm in. Um, I'm very curious to see what the setup here is because they, they, they're doing the fast zombies and I'm not necessarily down with that but it also looks like we're they're in a world where like the zombie attack happened like a long time ago and the zombies are starting to did, did you ever watch the George Romero um, 
the you know any of George Romero's movies because you got Night of Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. Yeah, but... yeah. Do you remember in well, and then you also get to like Land of the Dead and uh, Island of the Dead, but um, and D- Day of the Dead and then Land of the Dead. They Romero starts playing with the idea that like the longer the zombies are zombies, their brain functions slowly start turning back on. Hmm. So like in Day of the Dead, Bubs, one of the first zombies that shows like he picks up a gun and actually like knows how to use it. And then in like Land of the Dead, like they show you like like um this car comes by or a zombie comes by and steps on a, on one of those bell ropes that a car would run over at a gas station. And another zombie comes out and grabs the gas pump and starts like kind of muscle memory. And like, so like it is kind of following off of that. So I do wonder if an army of the dead, like this is like the zombie attack happened a decade ago or whatever. And these zombies have just been left to kind of reorganize and create something that's kind of what it looks like yeah yeah there was one 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 part of the trailer that that kind of no the two of you wouldn't have seen it because didn't see the trailer at all well okay well the one of you that watched the trailer (laughs) just send me trailers when you guys want me to watch them (sighs) okay all right i will try to remember to do that from now on in the trailer, this one guy picks up uh, a gas saw that looks kind of different than a normal gas saw. Jeremy, I don't know if you notice this or not, mm. but um, it, the particular saw that he picks up is called a ring saw. Instead of a normal just blade, like a like a like a blade that would cut concrete or asphalt, like something you would normally put on a circular saw, it has the blade is is a ring. Like uh, it kind of looks like. Xena's weapon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it allows you to... Because with most normal saws, you can only... Like, if you got a 14-inch saw, you're only going to get, like, four and a half inches of actual cutting depth because of the way the saw operates. This saw, because of the way it operates, it allows you to get 12 to 14 inches of cutting depth. But... It is a very difficult saw to use. I work on these saws a lot. They are very finicky, and if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to fuck the saw up in a heartbeat. It is about the worst possible saw you could try to use in a zombie attack ever. One, (laughs) they're not light. So if you're swinging this thing around, you're going to get tired fast. Mm. (laughs) Two, if you hit a zombie wrong, that blade which is a, a circle and it's running on four rollers inside of it. If you hit a zombie wrong, it's going to pop that blade off those rollers. And then you're just going to have a saw, a blade just kind of. So yeah, you're, you try to use a ring saw in a real zombie attack. You're going to die. <laughs> That's a good note, note to take. Don't, don't use ring saw. <laughs> But I get, like, from a movie perspective, the saw looks badass. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're like, oh, man, this saw looks so cool. And and me and one of the guys at work were like, clearly that means the producers or the writers of this movie don't use them in real life. 
Because they're like, oh, man, that all looks cool. All right. So we're going to be excited for that movie. Stamp of I'm approval still on the trailer. <laughs> yeah. I'm, in, I'm indifferent. <laughs> I'm, I'm neutral right now. I'm going to have to watch it again. All right. Really um, in. Well, I guess since nothing happened <laughs> this week, we can either make this a 20-minute episode. <laughs> or, or we can finally get to what we've been teasing for the last couple of weeks. And we can break down Oscar nominations. Well, have a good night, folks. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Let's, let's, it is, huh? <laughs> let's do the Oscars. Let's do it. I'm gonna break okay. it. I'm gonna yeah. bring my energy up for this. Woo! Okay. All right, man. Let's go. <laughs> now, there are some things about the Oscar nominations that I will not say. Because I don't want them on 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 tape. <laughs> Whoa! But, but but we'll Let's uh, go, baby. All right. So I just went to Oscars.org. Okay. Where they have all of the Oscar nominations. So they start with actor in a lead role. Now right. these are mainly actors that we like. Most of these actors we've actually heard of. Not necessarily out of movies that we heard about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So for actors for a lead role, you've got Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, what? Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Stephen Yoon for Minari. Wow. <laughs> Do you know any of those? What any of those movies are? Um. Sound of Metal is a, a movie where this um, the guy is a drummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know um, that one. Yeah, yeah, he starts to lose his hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've not watched it. I've heard it's very good, but you know, um, now listen. I like Chadwick Boseman. I I was very you know when when I heard he died, I I literally stopped in my tracks and was like, wow, like I was emotional. Like that yeah. one hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, it, it could be it could be a great movie. I don't know, but I do question if he doesn't get a nomination for that movie if he doesn't die. Oh, really? I mean, legitimately, like wow, you know, that's a scathing indictment. I mean, that's how the industry and, well, works most of the time, though. I haven't. I what haven't if he just crushed movie. it? Yeah. What if he's awesome? I mean, it's it? entirely possible because you could make the same argument. With Heath Ledger, yeah. Like, did Heath Ledger get nominated for the Joker? Because I mean, he le- legit crushed that movie. Like that, I mean, that was easily the best performance that he ever gave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because it's a comic movie, because it's a genre movie, you do question if he doesn't die, does he get nominated and/or win the Oscar? I guess yeah. The only way to really find out is to check out Black Bottom and uh, oh, I'll watch the movie too. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, Jeremy was just waiting for that one. I know. I was gears I, returning I, since you said black bottom. <laughs> I seen, I seen the light come on. <laughs> and you got the, you got the smirk. I mean, Anthony Hopkins has been nominated for how many Oscars? He's probably even won a bunch. I don't even know. 
So, but I yeah, don't know. So anything. he shouldn't even. Let's let's give it to someone else, please. He doesn't um, need any more. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't. I mean, the father might be a great movie. I know little to nothing about it. Let's try uh, to Gary Ooh. Oldman. Sorry, go keep going. I mean, Gary Gary Oldman is Gary Oldman. I mean, come on. Same thing with Anthony Hopkins. Like, dude shows up in a movie. There's a good chance he's getting nominated for an Oscar for it. Um, yeah, that's true. Now, my dark horse pick to win this one is Stephen Yoon. Okay. Uh, who you guys remember um, from Walking Dead? Mm-hmm. Glenn. He was Glenn in Walking Dead. Um, I I've not watched this movie, but I've heard like since the day it came out, I've been hearing about how this movie is like you know career defining and it should win Oscars and blah 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 blah. He's also the first uh, Asian American to ever be nominated for an Oscar. Um, wow! So, hmm, so I think amazing. I think we, I think we have two very different competing uh, threads here when it comes to the Oscars. You have the obviously Chadwick Boseman is going to win it. He died. We're going to give that guy the Oscar. But you also have Stephen Yoon making some kind of history and a lot of you know. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I think that Stephen Yoon's going to win. That's my my pick based on the fact that. I've not seen any of these movies, and I'm 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 basing it just off of politics. <laughs> That's a fair way to pick who's going to win, though. Yeah, we do that quite often on this show. So, I mean, that's what society does too. That's true. For yeah, nothing's ever based on merit anymore. No. no. Where's my right. goddamn soapbox? Um. <laughs> We could play a fun game where we try to guess what the movies are about, and then we really find out what they are about. None of us are going to really find out what they're about, though. Who's well, going to watch that We have the stuff? internet. <laughs> we could just read the tag lines or the log lines of each one or whatever. Watch the trailer. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, we, now we know what it's about. That's yeah. enough. That's all we need. Uh, all right. So you want to go on to supporting actor? All right. Let's do it. All right. Uh, you got Sasha Baron Cohen in The Trial of the Chicago 7. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Borat is up for an Oscar. All right. That's amazing. Uh, Daniel Kuleya and Lakeith Stanfield. Dave for Kuleya. Ju- <laughs> um, I thought. Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Um, Daniel Kuleya was in Black Panther. He was uh, Black Panther's like best friend. Um, and he was also in Get Out. Ah, good film. Good film. Um, Lake Yith Stanfield was in Knives Out. Hmm. I haven't seen that one still. Oh, you haven't seen Knives Out? No, I know. I have to, I got to watch you saw that. It, Justin? Yeah. Justin. Yeah. He was one of the two cops. Okay. Yeah. That, that was a good um, movie. Yeah, so Knives great. Out was amazing. You get a chance to watch Knives Out, you should watch Knives Out. Okay. That's, all, that's the entire review I'm going to give of that movie <laughs> so I don't ruin anything. All Is right. that still on Amazon? Maybe. So that, I think it was on Amazon Prime. Hmm. I'll check it out. I'll find out. I'll maybe check it out tonight after watching. I was going to say, where, where's my remote? I'll just do it now. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yes, Knives Out is still on Amazon. 
Okay, cool. Uh, then you have Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Mm. Um, and I do not know who Paul Racky or Reiki Rashi for Sound of Metal. I don't know who he is. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. was in Hamilton. Mm. Didn't watch it. I've I've seen it. It's a musical. I know what it is. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I, I like Hamilton. I, this is like a really crazy thing to speculate about all these when we don't know a single movie. <laughs> I don't know any of these movies he's done. Um, I have no idea who's going to win this one. I I wonder if I'm if I'm going to go sports wise. The two guys from Judas and the Black Messiah take each other out because anytime you are in an MVP race or a Cy Young race and you have two guys on the same team, they both tend to cancel each other out and the third guy comes up and, and steals it. So I would say there's a chance that Sasha Baron Cohen sneaks in and steals the Oscar from one of the other guys. Okay. I'm going to give it to the Sound of Metal guy or uh. whatever it was called. Uh, I'm going to give it to Sasha Baron Cohen as well because I'd like to see him win one. I would not. <laughs> oh, um, very I nice. Finally watched the fir- <laughs> I finally, like, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, very recently, watched the first Borat for the first time. Yeah. Let me guess. You didn't like it. Uh, not really. No. Yeah. I I didn't like it. I was like, yeah, yeah. It was. I like him in Talladega Nights. Yes. Yeah. He's fine um, in that. I I don't know. I did you like Borat? Hmm. <laughs> I I didn't hate it. I just was like, this this is what all the hype was about. That's like, how I felt the first time I watched Napoleon Dynamite. I yeah, like, I was like, "This is terrible." Someone owes me two hours of my life back. Well, I okay, I didn't agree with that. I just was like, "Oh, nah, I was okay. like, this, this nope. is awful." I have now seen it. <laughs> Moving on with my life. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it didn't blow me away, but I liked it. Definitely quoted it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even though I didn't really like it all that much, I probably quoted it way more than than I should have. Oh. All right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. We have actress in a leading role. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna set Jeremy off again. Uh, think, Viola, I, Viola Davis. I was gonna say I think we should just write these people down on the wheel and we'll spin it. Ah, yeah. That's, so that's, that's, that's who that's... we'll place our bets on. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll leave it to okay. the wheel. Just to chance it up. That's yeah. a good good method. Yeah. All right. All right. So we have uh, we have Viola Davis and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, <laughs> Gotta love that Black Bottom. Andra Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday. Hmm. Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman. Ew. Francis McDormand <laughs> in Nomadland. Oh yeah, and Carrie Carrie Mulligan and Promising Young Woman. Hmm. Let's see. Um, I'm guessing <laughs> Promising Young Woman is a movie that will eventually come across Jeremy's desk because it's a 
kind of a horror film. Oh, Jeremy was like, what dig are you taking this time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's waiting um, for it. Because it, it, I guess she plays a, a, I don't know if she's a serial killer or just a revenge killer, but she's, she like goes after men and does things to them. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Sounds interesting. I, well, I don't know. That was nominated I, for an Oscar or her acting performance in this? Her acting performance. Um, oh, okay. I think it has more to do. I think it has more to do with the whole uh, Me Too movement because they the all the reviews I read were like in the Me Too era. This is a very important film. So I was like, oh. okay, well, if that's if that's all your entire review is based off of, I'll skip. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, I I think this one's going to Viola Davis or Francis Francis McDormand. Um, Which one's part of what is it? No Man's Land. No Man's Land. Land. I'll go with that one. That's that's probably a safe bet. Um, that movie has a lot of lo- a lot of heat and a lot of love. Um, I just don't know if it'll be able to overtake Viola Davis. So. Um. Yeah, because because people <laughs> like Jeremy love saying "black bottom." That's true. I'm gonna have to give it up to that, just because of that reason alone. Give it up to that black bottom, Jeremy. Give it up to that black bottom. This is exactly what the Oscar people did not want us to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, all right. So I guess we'll move on to supporting actress. All right. Didn't we, we just uh, do that? What was oh, that? That was. That was uh, actor or oh, actor main lead. actress. Okay, okay, okay. Lead actress. Gotcha. This is supporting actress. Okay. So first up, first <laughs> up, we have Maria Balak- Bakalova for Borat Two. She was good. She was fucking excellent in Borat Two. I'm not even kidding. We have Glenn Close and Hillbilly Elegy, which gives us a very interesting. Uh, two sides to an argument here because Glenn Close is also up for a Razzie for the, uh, the exact same, for the exact same movie. Oh my God. So, oh, she can sweep it. That's amazing. Has it ever happened before? I think they said it's like the third time it's ever happened. Wow. That's insane. But yeah, so you have the Razzie saying she was terrible and this was one of the worst movies of the year. Because Hillbilly Elegy is all up and down that one. And over on the Oscars, you're like, oh, man, she was so good. She's one of the five, you know, best supporting actresses. She was a shining so, star in a pile so, of shit. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> all right. Then we have Olivia Coleman for The Father. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure I know who Olivia Coleman is. I don't know either. <laughs> Tevin <laughs> Coleman's sister. <laughs> I'm okay. looking. I'm looking to see what she's been in. We have Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and then Yu Young Yoon for Minari. I think there's so. I think there's so much heat on the Borat girl that I think she's going to actually win it. Unless they're just like, we can't have a person from Borat win, and then I think it swings over to Amanda Seyfried. I just, why would? Uh, why her? Uh, I just because Mank is directed by Fincher and oh. it's it's about um, one of those blacklisted um, screenwriters 
like Tom Mankiewicz or something like that. I, it's a movie about Hollywood. Hollywood love movies about Hollywood, mm. and they tend to give awards to those movies because they love watching movies about themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Bob Dole likes talking about Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole. All right, I guess we'll move on then. Okay, I was just, uh, I'll go with uh, what is it, Amanda Seyfried? Uh, no, we were looking up Olivia Coleman. I looked her. I looked her up and I knew nothing, so I just oh, okay. It. So she's not right. related to Kevin Coleman. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So then we get to animated feature. Ooh. All right. Finally, we have, we have Onward. Which have have either of you actually watched that movie yet? I never did. No. Now, now that you both have Disney Plus, give that one a watch. Okay. I, I I can go get a small child to talk about these movies. Me too. Uh, I'll be right back. Uh, um. <laughs> All right. Nine one one. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Jordan. Yeah, no, no he's I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, Zoom, please <laughs> don't take this serious. <laughs> <laughs> Don't send my <laughs> records over anywhere. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay. So explain it quickly. I would oh, like yeah. to hear her synopsis or her reviews on these. Actually, though, <laughs> maybe. Well, I'm gonna guess that she only segment. knows two of them. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, onward. I'm, I know for sure she's seen. Okay, onward. Uh, onward is very good. It's. Um, What's his name? Chris Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Mm. It's set in a Star, it's set Star in a Lord modern, and Spider-Man. It's 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 set in a modern time, but like if modern time was like still full of fairies and dwarves and elves and centaurs and nice. Like All it's right. it's it's enjoyable and the story is, is actually really really good. Did it warm your icy heart? Yes. Wow. That's a hell of that's that's strong praise. Um and if it, it's it has a lot to do with fathers. Oh. So So you know, nice. if you've got a, a pretty good strong if you got a strong bond with your father, um it it might it might get you a little bit. Mm. Um I've never heard of Over the Moon. I have no idea what that's about. I've heard um, of uh, Good sure. Night Moon. I've I've heard of Over the Moon. <laughs> oh yeah? yeah, what's that about? I don't know, but I've heard of it. <laughs> um, All right, there's there's nice. a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Uh, uh, I gotta okay. see what Over the Moon was. Farmageddon, <laughs> and then and then there's Soul. Oh yeah, which, I never got to watch that either. Uh, it's also on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of these days, I'm, I think she's seen that one. And then something right. called Wolf Walkers. <laughs> like, listen, every year for the the animated picture, yeah, they always put up one or two movies that are animated that were not done by Disney or Pixar or DreamWorks. Just uh... that's that's over the moon and Wolf Walkers, just so they can be like, look. But it's gonna be Soul. Soul is gonna win yeah. this, like hands oh, down. Like Over I, the Moon is a, a about an adventurous girl who builds a rocket ship to meet a mythical goddess on the moon. Cool. Oh, okay. 
what I'm hearing is not a chance of winning. Got it. All right. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, it should be Onward. I think Onward should win this award hands down, but Soul is going to win market. Like, if I had to pick one lock, mm-hmm. like, guaranteed, like, take your money to the bank, you know, put down your hard-earned cash on on a bet at Vegas Yeah, that Soul is going to win Best Animated Picture for, for, the, uh, for the Oscars. Should I cash out my 401k and do it? Yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll put $10 down on it. I mean, you know, like if, if I was in Vegas and I could actually put money on award. I mean, now granted, this is also one of those awards where like are one of those bets that I bet you, it, you you've got to spend $10 to make five. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Where, where it's not one of those, if I spend $10, I'll get 100 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the the odds are so in the favor of soul. Okay, uh, let's skip cinematography, costume design. All right, we'll get to directing. Um, soul we, Soul is minus twenty five hundred. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so so that means it, it even they think the the first off, not surprised they have uh, Oscar betting ads uh, odds online. <laughs> yeah that is not surprising at all so here here we have in the directing we have thomas vinterberg Mm. for a movie called another uh, for a movie called another round never heard of either of them no you got david you got david fincher for uh mank all right lee isaac chung for minari all right Chloe Zhao for Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, oh. and Emerald Fennell and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Okay. Um, <coughs> Thank you. In a normal <laughs> in a normal year, I would say this would be David Fincher's award hands down. But it's going to be Chloe Zhao. She's going to win this award. What's up? Why? Um, I, it just. It, because she will. You don't want to yeah. say the reason. <laughs> I, I'm looking. I'm looking at the bets online to see what the the odds are for all these stuff. Well, I'm talking about it. Uh, Chloe Zhao is negative twenty five hundred. So wow. she has basically the the same odds on favorite that uh, that Soul does. Yep. Yeah. She is the first Asian American. Or no, I don't even. She's American. She's the first Asian woman to be nominated for Best Director. Mm-hmm. Um, she's one of very few women who have ever been nominated for Best Director. Um, so she's gonna win. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people Looks say that, that Nomadland is a really. A lot of people say that Nomadland is a really good movie. I watched the trailer and just went, this is not a movie that I want to watch. Yeah. Fair. Um, And then when we get there, we'll notice that this movie, another round was not nominated for best picture of the year. So it's very strange. It's a very strange, very rarely do you ever get the best directors where their movie was not up for best picture of the year. That's, That's a rare thing. So, Thomas Vinterberg is in a very weird, like, kind of category. 
Mm-hmm. He's he's the dark horse at, at plus two thousand. Nobody cares about documentary or documentary short or film editing. Oh, okay, he is up for best picture for international film. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I guess it's not, but it's still kind of a a rare a rare thing. Uh, makeup and hairstyling. Um, original score. Okay, here we go. Original song. This is where something that is a little weird happens. You've got uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Trial of Chicago 7, something called The Life Ahead, and One Night in Miami. And then there's one movie up for best song that you're like, what? Eurovision. Uh, wow. <laughs> the song Huskovic is up for best song of the year because yeah i almost want to watch the oscars this i almost want to watch the oscars this year just to see if they let will ferrell and mate rachel mcgannis perform it that would be amazing (laughs) it would be worth tuning in at least just for that but yeah so it's not gonna be not going to be that one. They don't stand a chance at winning. Uh, that one comes in third in the odds. Really? Yeah. Plus 400. I would have thought it would have been fifth. Who do they have winning that one? Uh, it doesn't tell me the movie. It's just the song is Speak Now. Okay, so the One Night in Miami song. Ooh, I'm not sure. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. apparently wrote that song as well as sung it. So. Hmm. So he could double dip. He could win an Oscar for best song and best acting. Hmm. Uh, I, let me see his favorite for best acting. And no surprise to anyone, Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we get to the, what we what we came here for. Production design. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have for best picture of the year. All right. We're we're basically we're I mean at this point I think we we've we've heard a lot of the, the same names. Yeah. Because you know they're all up for the acting awards. We have a movie called The Father, Judas Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomad Land, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and Trial of Chicago Seven. Okay. Um I bet you if I had to put money it's either going to be Mank or Nomadland. Leaning heavily towards Nomad Nomadland. All right. Uh, so, so what are the odds on that one? I'm trying to find it. I got best original screenplay, original song, best picture. Uh, Nomadland at negative 305. What about Mank? Uh, plus plus 2800 would be fifth oh wow interesting the father comes in dead dead last at plus ten thousand who does father the father oh what's that about that's that anthony hopkins movie yeah but i don't i don't really know i know he's a an old guy who's like senile or something that's all i remember Wow, sounds like a fun time at the cinema. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't see, you know, Jeremy Jordan on that list anywhere, but not not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Maybe in a few years. <laughs> uh, you never know. I mean, you know, with if you actually, you know, continue on this path of buckling down and actually getting stuff done, and then me and Justin will ride your coattails right right to the ceremony. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be carrying those coattails. <laughs> It'll just replace the red carpet. <laughs> My coattails. I'll I'll, uh, I'll slap on a dress and walk right next to you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so we'll skip production design, short film, short film, sound, visual. Visual effects is always interesting because these are the movies that generally people are like, wow, those are the ones I actually wanted to watch. Uh, Love and Monsters. Which I've seen the poster for, and I'm like, oh, based off poster, I'd like to see this movie. The I, Midnight Sky, which I know nothing about. Uh, Mulan. Another Mulan came out. <laughs> yeah, they did the live action Mulan. You could watch it on Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, yeah. are, are we getting sponsored by them? <laughs> well, I mean, you would think because they won our bracket for like best. Yeah. <laughs> What are they going to start paying up? <laughs> I don't. I don't think they have to advertise. I don't think they have to pay us to advertise. We're just going to do it. Like, yeah, we just won't stop. <laughs> All right, season, but, uh, season uh, desist order. <laughs> um, speaking of Disney Plus, also the one and only Ivan. What? Um, it's a movie about a giant monkey. I'm in. What? It's on Disney Plus. I haven't watched it yet. It's one of the few Disney Plus movies I haven't watched yet. And you can find and it on Disney Plus. What, what's that? Which one? And then Tenant. Tenant. Which, which I desperately want to see. Uh, what's that one about? <laughs> That's the um, <laughs> Christopher Nolan movie with the time bending. And... Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it supposed I, to be I like just, Inception? It looks... <laughs> Yeah, probably. I just I, I, I want to see it. I want to see it bad. Uh, okay. It was one of the movies that like I was most looking forward to going and seeing the, the theaters that wasn't a Marvel movie last year. Mm-hmm. And and losing losing that movie to the uh, the pandemic was the one of the things was one of the things that made me mad. Yeah. Because I want I wanted to see that movie something fierce. <laughs> and and the favorite to win it is Tenet. Yeah, I could see that for visual effects. Yeah, negative 350. And then we'll do uh, writing adapted screenplay. Mm. Oh, um, Borat 2. Mm, wow. Is, is up for... Now, okay, this is my question about the first movie, because I've just seen it for the, recently for the first time. How much of that movie was scripted and how much of it was like just them off the cuff? That's a great question. I mean, I'd like to believe it was a lot more of them just doing shit, but you know how they they do like to fake a lot of things. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't want to shatter my illusion of it. Well, and so (laughs) knowing too much. (laughs) You've seen the second one. Yeah. yeah. So, again, how much, I mean, so you can kind of guess. I mean, you know enough about movie making and you've seen enough movies that you can 
you can kind of tell when there's a scene that's completely improvised or off the cuff and mm-hmm. it's scripted. So how much of that movie is actually like how much of it did they actually write? That's what I'm getting at. Like, does this movie deserve to be up for like best writing? When mm. I thought most of the whole, I thought the whole point of most of the movie was like he was doing like gotcha interviews to make Republicans look stupid. Well, that's some of it, but um, I mean, there's certainly like there's scenes that are written in to it. So I mean, there's enough probably content written content for it to deserve to be on that list but i I know what you're saying i mean it is yeah i mean it is kind of iffy to me too like is it written i don't know it's a good question i mean yeah i don't know you you probably have a good point there i that was just and then also for best adapted is the father nomad land one night in miami and the white tiger the white tiger uh, I don't. I have no idea what that was about. Ooh, um, sounds what is intense. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the odds for that one? Uh, no Man Land at negative three fifty, followed by the Father at plus four fifty, and the Dark Horse is the White Tiger at plus twenty eight hundred. I'm going for that one. Borat comes in at plus eight hundred, um, so r- right in the middle. Comes in third. I guess just because it's the last category and we did adapted, we might as well do original. Uh, we've got Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and the uh, Trial of the Chicago 7. Mm. Um, uh, we'll see what the odds agree, if the odds agree with me or not. My guess is you're going to see this will be the only Oscar for that Promising Young Woman will win. Yeah. Because of reasons is <laughs> all right <laughs> was this a well, list of the nominees it, or a list of movies to put me to sleep at night promising young woman comes in as the favorite with negative 250 <sighs> followed by the trials of the chicago seven at 220 plus 225 dark horse is sound of music and judas and the Black Messiah both tied at plus 3,300. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say that unlike, well, not unlike other years, the Oscars this year are made up of movies that uh, mostly you've never heard of or have never seen. Uh, Feel like that's most years for us. Yeah. Oh, that for me, is, anyways. <laughs> I mean, this this year at least is a little different. Uh, let me get back up here to best picture, and that Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, um, and Trial of the Chicago Seven all were on Netflix pretty quick. In fact, I think some of them were Netflix exclusives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nomadland was on Hulu really fast, and Sound of Metal I think was an Amazon exclusive movie. Yeah. That's so, so the father Minari. So three movies there: the father Minari, and Promising Young Woman, are ones that you at least I don't know if you could find them very quickly or very easily. Um, so, on on like you know most years it's like, oh, if you didn't live in New York or Chicago or L.A., you didn't get a chance to see that movie because you didn't live near the one movie theater that it was actually premiering at. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that does that does make it interesting in that I want I'm curious because the last couple of years the Oscar voters have been kind of against that kind of thing solely because they they have this idea that like you know oh movies are movies and ah rah rah, but they they don't really have that option this year. One people couldn't go to the theaters as much. So a lot of these movies were kind of necessity. Like, well, actually, I think Judas and the Black Messiah might have been an HBO Max movie. That was HBO but, Max. Because I thought about watching it a couple of times, but then I was just like, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that. Uh, you see those new movies? Oh, what's new on HBO Max? Oh, maybe. Uh, no, I don't watch this. <laughs> okay, yeah, those three. Uh, yeah, those three movies are not on on the, any of the streaming services you could rent them on Redbox or something like that but you know you can't you can't just stream it like you could the other ones um so it'll be interesting to see because most like you know the years in past the voters have been relatively against Netflix movies because you know they don't want to ruin the theater experience so this year they don't have that option of being like how dare you you know so they get to vote plus you have the added like we this this last year has really highly politicized everything to the tenth degree. I mean, you can't walk outside and go, "Wow, it's a really nice day," without somebody saying, "Oh, you're a liar because you're a you know Democrat or oh you're, you're a Republican or blah, blah, blah. you know." <laughs> Yeah, look at my look at my neighbor's flag and be like, "Oh, it's really windy." No, it's just because it's a Trump flag, <laughs> right? You know, you know, man. Oh, today is such a nice day. Look how blue the sky is. You don't know what blue is. You're a stupid conservative. Yeah, you don't know what blue is. You're a dumb liberal. So it's not hard to look through the list of of nominees, and without me having to spell it out, really look and see the through line here with what got nominated and what's going to win. Yeah. Look at the big look at the big controversies of the Oscars from the years past. Now, and the sad part about that is is that a lot of these movies maybe actually deserve to. And in a normal year or in a, in in a time frame where we don't have everything being so overly politicized, I would like to say that you know most of, if not all, of these movies are sitting in the same spot. But I don't know. I you, I've not had a chance to watch some of them, and and you know I don't know because a lot of the movies that would have come out this last year have been held back to this year, so they're they're not up against the same competition that they would have been in a normal year because you know a lot of studios did go. Okay, well, I'm not I'm not putting this movie out this year. I'm waiting until you know 2020. Yeah, until things open back up and those until things are and, and they've they've already even started pushing some movies back into 2022. So you do wonder like if a certain movie that ha- and and I can't I can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, the only one that's coming to mind and it would never be up for any award is like uh, Fast Nine. Mm. You know, the, the, they like that was one of the first movies that they were like, we're, we're not coming out until 2021. Like, you know, at most, that movie might have been up for like 
best visual effects, but it was never mm-hmm. going to be like best picture or best any <laughs> any other thing. Like it really, <laughs> it really only had a shot at like sound design or yeah. visual effects, but it, it had no shot at actor or screenplay. Right? Like, come on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know, James Bond uh, was normally or at least the last handful of James Bond films have wrapped up the sound of the song. Uh, it didn't get in this year because it didn't come out. And Billie Eilish being where she stands in the music community, being up for an Oscar against those other ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, just go ahead and not give that to her because she, well, she already won a Grammy or some, something for that song. Yeah. Cause the song came out, but the movie didn't. Right. So I, I wonder I wonder if because of the weird Oscar rules if next year when the James Bond movie has actually come out, if that movie's even if that song will even be eligible. Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Of, you know. Yeah. But because I mean and you know, I would say, you know, hands down, like because it's James Bond, because it's Billie Eilish, like she would probably destroy everybody else in the song category this year, but you know, some of these other songs you know, let's see. Let's let's be honest. The Eurovision song doesn't get nominated <laughs> if, if, Billy, if if James Bond comes out. Um, I doubt that James Bond gets any other award because, for the same reason that like Godzilla won't ever be taken seriously for a you know a movie, James Bond is just never gonna. You know, Daniel Craig was not gonna be up for best actor. Mm, you know, it's though. just not gonna happen. Probably. <laughs> But you know, I don't know what other movies Hollywood has pushed back for the year that would be up for awards. So you know, it, it's interesting. I don't know. I you know, so you do wonder if a couple of these movies snuck in in a weak year because they didn't get released, or because certain politics have come into play where they're really pushing agendas. Mm that some of these movies and some of these actors and actresses get nominated for maybe not the stronger roles, but because we have to meet certain criteria now. And it's, it's, it's really sad to think that or, or say that because, you know, you don't, you don't want it to, I don't want to take anything away from them or, you know, you know, finally getting nominated or, or being something, some of them have been nominated a hundred times, you know, Anthony Hopkins, Viola Davis, you know, mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it's interesting to think, you know, what, you know, what would have, what would have happened in a normal year and, and we'll never know. So, and we'll see next year if, if everything does open, continue to open back up the way it's opening back up next year, we might see a lot more like recognizable, you know, names and, and movies, yeah, they've pushed a lot of movies out already to 2022 on because I was looking at a list of some. Yeah, they've already moved a lot of them to next year. Yeah, so there, there are fans who have been clamoring for our Oscar conversation and our Oscar picks. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> we sorry we, do, we delivered. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we put you to sleep. <laughs> there's there's some picks, some odds. We'll make your bets, make your money. Yeah, yeah. All right. Remember to give us a cut. So, all right. Um, well, did it, did any of that talk shake something loose, something you want to discuss or 
Who? Any of us? Mostly you, Jeremy. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's see here. This is your world. We just live in it. Yeah. <laughs> the wheel. We should do something with the wheel sometime now that we have it. That's what I wrote down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so finally, one of the things that, that we've been talking about literally since episode one, and at the real episode one, not the most recent episode one, yeah, the one from all the way back in the day. Was the, the kind of the reasoning behind naming the podcast Pop Culture Roulette was that we were going to have a wheel mm-hmm. yes, that we would be able to write stuff on and then spin. Yes. I, I, I don't know if I was going to make it or <laughs> try to make it. I don't know why it didn't happen. Well, there was an attempt, I think, and then yeah. It just, I don't think there was any effort put forth to actually <laughs> making it. All right, there was a thought. There was a lot of thought behind it. Yeah, I drew pictures. I remember that much. <laughs> well, all right, that's that is a start then. Because I was I was gonna build it, but I could never exactly. I kept looking. I looked for plans, <laughs> but Jeremy said, "Hey, hey, I'm just gonna buy one." way cheaper than I thought they would be available at because I was you know was gonna, I was going to spend at least that if not double that in making it oh man who would have thought to just check Amazon <laughs> after seven years of possibly debating whether or not we'd come up with a wheel <laughs> we finally decided to Mental check. next time just check Amazon <laughs> Well, yes. So, yeah, we got one, and and we can do some cool stuff with it in the future, like a movie thing, and we could decide on different topics that way. Who's going to win Oscars? Yeah, who's going to win Oscars? (laughs) All sorts of things. We can use that to figure out lunch. Now that Marcus theaters are open back up, maybe we should pick pick a Saturday or a Sunday here in the near future. And, and actually follow through with what we said we were going to do. We were going to write down the movies that are on at the theater. Mm-hmm. And then whatever the wheel picks is whatever we have to watch. Yep. And That's... let's just pray to, let's just pray to God that 50 shades of gray is not back out in the theater that week. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah, for sure. Yeah, see the three of us walk up to buy tickets for that. <laughs> Go ahead, get the cops on the phone. We got three perverts. <laughs> Some something bad's about to happen. So we we will be making use of the wheel in the very near future. Yes, people can look forward to that. I'm I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. Well, all right. Well, then I guess <laughs> if there's nothing else, nothing further. Oh wait, 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 wait. I do have one more thing. Sorry, I just thought of it. Something got knocked loose. Douche of the week. Joe, oh, okay. Joe Buck is going to be guest hosting Jeopardy. And I mean, come on. The lead really another reason why he's a douche? <laughs> no. No, we don't. Just, Joe just, Buck. Just no. All right. So Joe that's Buck, it. The, ruiner, the ruiner of baseball, the ruiner of football. And now the ruiner of Jeopardy. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> all right. We'll cut I, that I out. Know. I don't have anybody to nominate. <laughs> that went nowhere. I don't have anybody to nominate. I don't have anybody to nominate. 
I mean, yeah. he wins. All right, he wins. Okay. Yep. Sweet. You know what we can tell him. Stupid never walks alone.